Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Beating the Street. This book is an investment amateur's guide to stock investment written by Peter Lynch, which recounts the stock-picking experiences he has acquired over the course of his lifetime. In 1968, he graduated from the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania and later joined the Magellan Fund. In 1977, Lynch became the fund manager of the Magellan Fund. In the following 13 years, the assets of the Magellan Fund increased from U.S. $20 million to U.S. $14 billion, with an average annual compound interest rate of nearly 30%. This amazing achievement made Peter Lynch the most legendary fund manager in American history. This book shares with us Lynch's brilliant experience managing the Magellan Fund. It is not only a memoir of his stockpicking experience, but also a good course in stockpicking that draws from real-life cases. Lynch first tells the story of how he increased the assets of the Magellan Fund from U.S. $2,000 to U.S. $14 billion. Then, he explains in detail 21 classic cases of stockpicking. He also teaches us how to pick stocks in different industries step by step. Finally, Lynch sums up 25 golden rules for stock investing, each of which is straightforward and to the point. After this book was published, it became a bestseller just like Peter Lynch's other book One Up on Wall Street, How to Use What You Already Know to Make Money in the Market. So, what investment strategies does Lynch use? How does he apply various investment methods? What can we learn from these methods? Next, we will review the key points from the book Beating the Street. We will cover these points in the following three parts and discover how Peter Lynch makes investment decisions. Part 1. How did Lynch manage the Magellan Fund? Part 2. What are Lynch's unique principles in stock investment? Part 3. What are Lynch's strategies for stock picking in different industries? Let's begin with Part 1. Lynch increased the assets managed by the Magellan Fund from U.S. $20 million to U.S. $14 billion in 13 years. How did he accomplish this? First of all, Lynch was unusually dedicated to his work. Lynch was a true workaholic. Every morning at 6.05 when it was still dark outside, he would leave his home for the office. By 6.45, he arrived at the office and got to work. Loads of files were always piled up on his desk. When people entered his office, they often had no place to sit because every chair was covered in files. Sometimes they would even be forced to take a seat on the floor. Every day, Lynch would read a stack of files reaching three feet high. He worked overtime until very late at night. Even on Saturdays, he would stay at the office to finish his work. During one particularly bad period, he had nightmares for three consecutive months because he was worried about an economic recession. When Lynch went on vacation, he would take the destination's time zone and accessibility of a phone booth into consideration, and then choose a destination that was convenient for him to contact the company. He liked to go skiing at a ski resort in New Hampshire. When he finished skiing, he could use the phone at the cable car station to call traders, telling them what stocks they should buy and sell. 
After Lynch hung up the phone, the cable car would arrive just in time. He would then sit on the cable car, devising his next investment plan. Lynch pays great attention to research. He values first-hand information more than anything else and frequently visits listed companies himself. In 1980, he visited 214 companies, and by 1986, he had visited 570 companies. He realized that if things kept going like this, even if he worked on weekends and holidays, he would have to visit two companies a day. He believes that conducting extensive research of listed companies is the most important part of investing. If people don't investigate and make a fundamental analysis, their investments will fail, even when they have varied stock software and information service systems at hand. So, what methods did Lynch use for investigations? How did he obtain information about listed companies? In the beginning, he learned about these companies by visiting their headquarters and attending investment conferences. Then, he invited employees from his company and visitors from other listed companies to have lunch together. Soon, they would meet for breakfast and dinner to learn the latest advancements made by these companies which belonged to various industries. Then Lynch would spend more time reading public documents for clues. Meanwhile, he would collect useful information from intermediaries such as analysts and investor relations people. As the Magellan Fund grew, Lynch was required to analyze more companies. Therefore, he had lunch with people from listed companies less frequently and talked with them more often on the phone. Lynch said that the habit of communicating with people from listed companies was a very effective early warning system for making investments. Lynch applies a set of very flexible investment strategies. He believes that undervalued stocks can always be found in the stock market, so flexibility is key. He flexibly adjusts his investment strategy all the time in accordance with market conditions and the size of the fund. Throughout the different developmental phases of the Magellan Fund, Lynch adjusted his strategy for picking stocks. In the early years, he mainly picked small growth stocks, including stocks in the retail industry and the banking industry. In later years, Lynch bought many large blue-chip stocks, especially cyclical stocks like auto companies. Within six years from 1982 to 1988, he earned U.S. $100 million from each auto stock. Thanks to the lucrative profits earned from a few auto stocks, the Magellan Fund was able to achieve remarkable results. Lynch changed his investment style to adapt to new situations during the development of the Magellan Fund. In the first few years after he became the manager of the Magellan Fund, he frequently traded stocks. In the first year, the turnover rate in the fund was as high as 343%. This is a typical example of contrarian investing. Some experts believe that a high turnover rate indicates speculation. However, Lynch believes that this high turnover rate was the result of excellent work. Lynch didn't trade shares blindly. Instead, he frequently traded shares because he was always able to identify good options from visiting listed companies. However, he sometimes didn't have enough money to buy new stocks, so he was forced to sell old stocks. Lynch regrets not holding on to some stocks for a longer period of time. He should have stuck with some companies that showed potential. Stocks that he regrets selling too soon include Toys R Us, 
Albertsons, and Federal Express. In later years, he adopted a very different strategy. He began to buy stocks in large quantities and hold on to them for a long time. Why did Lynch change his strategy? It was because he had accumulated many experiences from his long-term study of various industries. He had the ability to select good stocks with great growth potential and pick the optimal time to buy them. Once he found the right time to buy the right stocks, he thought that the best method was to buy a lot of shares. He would continue to buy these stocks if they performed well. Alright that's all for part 1. We have learned that Lynch was dedicated to his work and paid a great deal of attention to conducting research. In addition to this, he applied flexible investment strategies. Under his management, the assets of the Magellan Fund increased from US $20 million to US $14 billion. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.